on air, online, on your smartphone, from the KM Media Group. This is KMFM. Welcome to the KMFM Daily News Podcast. I'm Nicola Everett. Coming up, the school funding crisis will lead to a third world education for our children, according to a Kent head teacher. I think a lot of head teachers are saying maybe next year, maybe two years, but the wheels are just going to come off. Police raid homes as part of a crackdown on knife crime. From spider venom to chilli sauce, the Kent Research Company branching out into the food market. KMFM. KMFM News. First tonight, we've spoken to a Kent head teacher who's warning of a catastrophe for education if something isn't done about the lack of funding for schools. Earlier this month, more than 7,000 heads from across the country wrote a letter home to parents telling them about their financial issues and asking them to lobby their MPs about it. Alan Brooks was one of them. He's in charge of Falston Manor in Sittingbourne and is also chair of the Kent Head Teachers Association. He says the Department for Education, which insists school funding in England is at its highest ever level, is not taking rising costs into account. Well, Joe's been finding out exactly what impact the funding crisis is having on Mr Brooks's school. I've got deputy heads running science departments as well. I've got assistant heads running business and French and IT pastoral units being run by assistant head teachers as well as their day job and that creates a huge pressure at a time when recruitment and retention is also a major issue for schools. What are some of the things you struggle with day-to-day funding budget-wise? You mentioned different teachers doing heads of departments but there are other things that you look at and that are, that are sticking points for you at the minute in your budget? We have to look really closely and we're just planning 1920 at the moment because it's that time of year and we are having to look really carefully at option subjects. Can we afford to run option groups as we would like to in the past? We're still trying to do it. I think a lot of head teachers are saying maybe next year, maybe two years, but the wheels are just going to come off. And, and unless it's recognised, particularly during the comprehensive spending review, to put some long-term funding into place for schools, proper funding, uh, it will be an absolute catastrophe for teachers. What are some of the subjects that will be hit, in your opinion, what are the ones that you will look at and go, okay, you might have to stop? The problem subjects are always the ones outside of the course, so you're looking at things like design technology and art and performing arts and photography and so on, which a lot of our children take, a lot of our children enjoy, and a lot of our children go on to get jobs in, so it will weaken the curriculum, it will make it harder to motivate children and it will also make it harder for this country to employ people in the future. People will be listening to this and think, well, how can you be cutting subjects? But your hands are, are, are a bit tired in this situation, aren't you? And you have to cut them somewhere. In, in, well, you might have to cut them somewhere. We are, we are desperate to keep a broad and balanced curriculum, but if you are running option subjects that cost a large amount of money because they've got consumables, but if you look at art, you look at design technology, and maybe you've only got 10 or 15 students wanting to do it, it's cheaper to run more English, more maths, more science with 32 students per room, but it's a dreadfully retrograde step. I and mean, the new Ofsted framework coming out recognises how important it is to have a breadth of curriculum. We're wedded to it here, we will keep doing it until we drop, but we're getting to drop point. How does it make you feel, maybe as a parent as well, not just a head teacher who has to look at this as a, as a financial sort of from a financial one, but also maybe as a parent yourself, how does that make you feel that you know students might not be able to take the subjects they want to? Yeah, parent and grandparent actually when <laughs> yeah. you get to a certain age. I, th- I think it's it's 
bad for the country. I think it's bad for the children. I think it's just something that is so short-sighted. We, we talked, I think, before about trying to make the Treasury recognise education is an investment. It's not a cost. And if we invest in our young people, if we invest in education, then the country has a chance of success. If we cut it at source, we will become, you know, we'll head towards third world status. It's, it's a dreadful way of looking at the way that we run a system. With that letter sent out to parents, what was the what were you asking for first? What was the what was the letter sort of? What did it compromise on? The the letter was basically trying to explain to parents the situation and to ask parents to give support. I mean, not to give money. Um, although one parent suggested we set up an Amazon wish list, and that might be a way forward. Although there aren't any teachers on Amazon yet, I suspect there will be in the future, but there aren't currently. Um, other parents said, you know, it was really important the government understood it, and perhaps they could donate their salaries into uh, into teaching. And I think the comment was, I suspect their children's schools are not being affected um, which you know I couldn't possibly comment on but there is there is a level of disquiet I didn't get a single response from parents that was anything other than positive and supportive we've also got a link to our video report on this story just search for KMFM news on Twitter KMFM News. Also tonight, an area close to a lake near Aylesford has been cordoned off by police looking for a missing person. Officers were called to Laybourne Way earlier following reports of a body in the water. The Archdeacon of Canterbury is leading a peace vigil in Trafalgar Square to remember those killed in the Christchurch terror attack. 50 people died in the shootings at two mosques in the New Zealand city a week ago. Joe Kelly-Moore, who used to be the Dean of Auckland, says the gathering is for people to pray with open hearts and stand together with our brothers and sisters across the world. Campaigners are planning to block Dover a day after Britain could leave the EU without a deal. Environmental protesters are warning of severe traffic delays next Saturday. It's thought hundreds of people could descend on the town as they call on authorities to drastically deal with climate and ecological problems. More than 30 homes have been raided by police as part of a crackdown on knife crime in Kent. A number of weapons, including 11 knives, were seized along with heroin and crack cocaine. Chief Constable Alan Pusley joined officers as they stormed a property in Maidstone. We will not accept in any way, shape or form people carrying knives on the streets uh, and therefore it's a dedicated response to dealing with violent crime. Linked to this one today is drug dealing uh, activity. We've got some uh, county lines problems, people coming out of London thinking they can sell drugs in our local communities and that's what this address is about today. So we've executed a warrant. Uh, Rapid Entry has found two people who have now been arrested, two men have been arrested in there. Uh, In there is what I believe is quite a substantial amount of, uh, of heroin and other drug dealing paraphernalia that no doubt they're supplying to our local communities in the way that I've talked about with county lines. And then, uh, as I said, it's linked to violent crime. So right next to them on the sofa was one of the biggest samurai swords I've ever seen. So a very successful operation, but that's why we're doing this. We have to keep Kent a safe place. It is a safe place, but I'm not prepared for this violence to go uh, unchallenged. More police news now, and the Kent Force is going to be getting £3.5 million to help deal with Brexit. It'll be used to cover the cost of planning for leaving the EU. And finally today, a Kent company that's been analysing spider venom to help develop drugs is now expanding into the food market. Venom Tech was set up at Discovery Park in Sandwich in 2010 and is the only commercial supplier of venom in the UK.
They've now produced a chilli sauce after realising the venom from one particular spider produces a similar heat which they've been able to replicate. Stephen Trim is the company's founder. People who really like chilies often think, oh, it could be hotter, but it's really warm and got good depth of flavour to it. Uh, whereas people who are not familiar with chilies usually go, wow, that's hot. So we think we've got it about right. We've got a, a few great plans, the first of which is come from one of the ideas that we had uh, early on, where if you're mixing the chilli sauce with uh, mayonnaise, you can make a really nice dipping sauce, and that has been called Venomaze. We had trials last week for the first time of uh, a venom chilli cheese bread, and so that will be hopefully not too far away as well. So, yeah, we are looking at follow-on products and a whole branding scheme based around it. Don't forget, for news updates throughout the day, you can listen to KMFM on air, online, via smart speaker and the KMFM app.